Welcome to the Dr. Berg's Healthy Keto and Intermittent Fasting Podcast, where Dr. Berg takes you on the journey for the truth about getting healthy and losing healthy weight. Dr. Berg Show. Live from the nation's capital, it's time to get healthy, lose weight, and feel great. Call now to speak with Dr. Berg at 866-561-4292. And now, Dr. Eric Berg. Hey guys, we're back. It's Friday morning, 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. If you have questions, here's the number. You can call in. It's 866-561. I think that's 61. Yeah, 561 <laughs> 4292. Give us a call. We're going to talk about keto, intermittent fasting, other things that are related to health. But of course, now I just want to give you a disclaimer. Anything that I say is not meant to diagnose you or give you medical advice. It's just meant for your entertainment. Okay, so we have Karen here too to uh, help us answer the massive amount of questions on social media. So, yep. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, good. So I'm going to go right to the callers because there's a whole bunch of people that have questions. So, Christian, you're from Sacramento. You had a question. Go ahead. Good morning, Dr. Berg. Good morning. Um, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. I've got a question. First, I'd like to thank you for um, all the information you put out. I've been following your program for eight months now. I started off with 200 pounds. Now I'm in 67, so it's been great. Great. Um, I'm actually doing one, I'm, I'm doing one minute a day, intermittent fasting. Yeah. Um, but the question I have is, um, I've been, I find it difficult to eat for one hour. So I fast typically for 22 hours and I eat for two hours because mm -hmm. um, I eat a whole bunch of salad and um, um, just a uh, um, couple of proteins. Mm -hmm. But um, but is it is it okay, like, if I fast for 22 hours and then my one meal a day is like two hours of eating and still maximize the autophagy um, effect, I just want to make sure that I'm, um, you know, getting all the health benefits of intermittent fasting. Well, good question. question. Good question. So I think um, <clears throat> I think you're doing it right because if you were to take that one meal and eat it really quickly, and it's not as good as kind of taking your time because you want to be able to consume enough nutrients, and it's really hard to do that very quickly. So because you're trying to get all your nutrients from that one meal, so spreading it out over two hours is probably even smarter than doing it quicker. So I love I love that and I think you're going to get into some serious autophagy which is the recycling of old damaged cellular parts. So yeah, I think you're doing it great. So keep doing it and um, you'll be very successful. Hey, we're going to go to Gina from Arizona. You had a question about something. Go ahead, Gina. Yes, hello Dr. Berg. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. I wanted to say thank you for everything you've done for me because oh, your videos, I have over, overcome my food addiction wow. and I've lost 37 pounds on keto and intermittent fasting. Great. My health and my family's health is just the best it's ever been. We're awesome. never sick and we have so much more energy and I'm just, I'm so grateful to you. My question is about the flu shot. Everyone is saying the flu is really bad this year, and they have other family members really pushing, you know, me and everyone to get vaccinated. However, I've also been told that the flu vaccine is really for last year's flu and doesn't protect you as well from this year's flu, especially if it seems to be a different or stronger strain than before. Right. Our family is in great health and has a strong, healthy immune system thanks to keto. Do you think getting the flu vaccines are necessary in these cases? Okay, so you brought up a very uh, interesting question. So this is how I'm going to answer it very cautiously. Of course, uh, this is just my opinion, okay? Um, I don't get the flu shot. In practice, um, it seemed like the people that get the flu shot get the flu. I mean, it's a weird thing. Um, so personally, I think there's other ways to strengthen your immune system. You don't know what you're getting sometimes. And, uh, uh, and pl plus, when you hear this idea that like everyone's saying, like, who is everyone? Where did you see that? Well, I read it in a newspaper. I saw it on the news. Right there, you know that it could be slightly bias. So that's my opinion. Thanks, Gina. All right, Michelle, you're from Denver. You had a question. Go ahead. 
Hey, Dr. Berg. Hi. Pleasure to speak with you. Um, hi. I am in 52. I've been in menopause about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, about a year ago, I was diagnosed with frozen shoulder in my left shoulder, and uh, therapy wasn't helping it. So I went online. That's when I discovered your videos and that maybe that was due to nutrition instead of an injury. Changed my nutrition, and that's, it's, it's much better now. It's practically gone. Wow. But for the last few months, I have had a lower backache, and um, it's better in the morning, more severe at night. Um, different things aggravated. I, I would exercise every day, but I can't do that anymore mm-hmm. uh, because walking aggravates it. Um, and interesting enough, I wonder if you could comment on this too, um, I would take the wheatgrass juice powder, the chlorella, anything new, really green, and also your potassium electrolytes. Those seem to aggravate it. And um, the wheatgrass juice powder actually makes me feel like it thins my blood. Um, So I do have your estrogen with DIM, and I have your adrenal cortisol, um, but I don't take them consistently because I just I'm not sure if those are the things I should be doing. Um, I just feel like maybe I'm, you know, lacking estrogen or or something, but the backache just... um, Feels nutrition. Okay, wise. so uh, a couple things. Um, the wheatgrass juice is very, very concentrated. So maybe just take a small amount. Okay, and then uh, same thing with the electrolytes. They're pretty concentrated. Just take a small amount, maybe every other day, just to get used to it. Because it, you know, your body, especially if you have inflammation, you might need to go at this kind of gradually. There's a couple things that I'm going to ask you, uh, Michelle. Do you cross your leg when you sit? I do. Uh, I try not to anymore, but I notice when I lay down and sleep, I do cross my ankles as well, and I'm trying not to do that either. That, that's totally fine it's, with it's the ankles. It's just a habit. Yeah. Okay, so then the other question is, do you have a... But the re- leg, yes. Yeah, okay. And then, <clears throat> do you do a lot of uh, work at the computer? I do. I'm an accountant, so I sit all day. I try to get up and walk around, but I'm in front of the computer about eight hours a day. And the other thing I wanted to tell you is I've always been cellulite prone, but in the last um, year, my cellulite has gotten much worse. And, of course, now I can't walk very, you know, very far. I used to walk miles a day. Wow. Okay, so uh, a couple things. Uh, Online, there's a couple of really great videos on the back. back pain and so and there's one that you'd basically lay on your back okay so then what you do is you take your right leg or the left one just one at a time and you push it down as far as you can get like towards the couch if you're laying that or on the floor you push it down and then push the other one down and there's going to be one uh, one that actually causes some tightness or pain in your back and if that happens that is a instability with certain muscles on your back that because you've been sitting a certain way you need to stress that out so you would want to take um, the leg that you press that doesn't hurt and do that as an exercise and that'll straighten it right out so you should watch that video on low back pain the other thing is using that massage tool I have to press on the inside of your abdomen and the lower part of the back right by your belly button about two inches down pressed down right around there on the midline do massage there that tends to take the tension on the back muscles from the in from the inside, which is a really effective way to get rid of back pain. Um, and then the last thing is to, if you're sitting a lot, you're going to have to stretch a muscle called the psoas, which connects to your hip and the inside of the spine, and it raises the, the knee. So you lay on your stomach, and then you would arch up to stretch those deep muscles in the pelvis to make sure they're symmetrical. So I think that's what's going on, and you're just going to have to bite the bullet and not cross your leg to that one side. And if you do, cross the other side. But this happens with a lot of people that are um, on the computer all day long. Okay, Michelle? Thanks. Now, we're going to go to Karen for a couple questions. Do you have one, one or oh, two questions? Oh, got some goodies here. Okay. Uh, I'm just seeing one here. I'll bring up first. Caleb on Facebook asks, does keto and intermittent fasting benefit degenerative discs? So I thought you okay. might have some knowledge on that. Yeah, so the degenerative disc situation um, is a loss of collagen uh, and protein and connective tissue. So if you drop your carbs by doing the keto, 
you're going to instantly improve insulin resistance, which is going to then help your absorption of amino acid. If you combine that with intermittent fasting, it's the best thing for the joints, especially for inflammation. And just to retain protein, growth hormone, by the way, human growth hormone is the key hormone to, it's called a protein sparer, uh, to protect your proteins from being lost so you can retain your uh, protein. So if you do intermittent fasting, if you're female, you can spike growth hormone by 13, uh, yeah, 1300%. So that's a tremendous amount of... Say that again. Say that again. If you actually do intermittent fasting, you can stimulate your growth hormone if you're female by 1300%. If you are men, you can stimulate it by 2000%. What, what part of me is going to grow? Your disc. Oh. Karen, your okay. disc, you're going to get taller. Okay. So, um, so that's cool. And then the other thing is that um, intermittent fasting helps you recycle the uh, proteins in your cells, so that's going to actually help collagen. So that's really what you need to do is intermittent fasting is going to be the big thing, but you need to do keto with it. Okay? Okay, good. I have another one. Go ahead. Okay, good. So, and sorry guys, sorry, uh, YouTube folk, sometimes your name isn't on there. You have some intricate uh, user name, so I can't give you a shout out, but I do have a YouTube person here who's asking if keto could stop or interfere with the menstrual cycle. <clears throat> you know, more than keto, it's probably intermittent fasting that can actually interfere with your cycle because it puts you in your body in a state of um, a little bit of a stress state. And then your body, you would think it would be damaging, but it doesn't. It actually, it starts recycling, it starts adapting to that. And so if you're in that state, your body automatically will shift hormones and not, you know, of course, you don't want to deliver a baby if the body's sensing not eating. Um, however, once you're fully adapting, uh, that should go, uh, that problem should go away. But in general, though, doing keto and intermittent fasting will improve fertility because what hmm. shuts down fertility is high levels of insulin and high blood wow. sugars. That's why a diabetic has a hard time getting pregnant. I never knew that. Now you know. Now I know. Okay, good. Yeah. So we're going to, I want to give a shout out to um, oh, yeah. Marcy Menchu from Marcy. North Carolina. I uh, just want to say hello. And uh, hope you're doing great. Probably it's warm down there. Here it's freezing. Hey, by the way, at the end of this um, show, uh, I'm going to reveal, Karen, oh, right. the seven secrets, worst tips for losing weight in 2017. <laughs> it's the countdown. Yeah. It's not ten, so, it's seven. Seven. Okay, right. so you've got to stay for that. Okay, you've got to check this out. <laughs> All right, so now we're going to go to Megan from... Georgia. Actually, in the America, Americas. 30, you've been holding yes, for 35 minutes. <laughs> I have. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, hey. Well, I had a question about um, fasting blood sugar. Yeah. So um, I started keto about two weeks ago, and my fasting blood sugar has been running around 120. Mm -hmm. And um, since I've been doing keto, it's gone down to maybe like 105, 103, which has been exciting. Um, I am fasting about 12 to 14 hours a day, but not more than that because I'm nursing, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm nursing my daughter. And so I was wondering, um, is it okay um, to, to go ahead and push my eating window smaller while nursing, or is it something I'm going to need to wait good, um, good until question. she's weaned? So just let me ask you this. Um, when's your first, what time is your first meal? Um, it's usually about 9. Okay, and what time is your last meal? And then I finish, finish eating by about 6. Okay. I think what I would do, I think what I would do is I would stick with that pattern right now as you're nursing. I uh, wouldn't extend it, but, okay. but here, here's, the, here's, the, here's the other point. Are you hungry at 9 o'clock in the morning? No, not really. <laughs> okay. I think then you could probably push it maybe to 10 and just see if you, maybe not go extreme, but just go with a little bit more, maybe 10 or even 11. As long as the uh, breast milk is fine, I think the improvement okay. in blood sugar and intermittent um, insulin resistance is going to help your baby. Mm -hmm. And there's one little point I wouldn't want to mention as you're breastfeeding. Make sure you're doing plant-based mm -hmm. trace minerals because um, that provides the, or maybe even like 
in addition, like one sea kelp in the morning because that provides you a really key element that you can prevent a lot of problems in your child as far as uh, early development with um, dental stuff, with um, even like brain development. So just make sure you get in the trace minerals and uh, maybe one sea kelp in okay. the morning. Okay? Okay, great. Thank awesome. you. Awesome. Thanks, Megan. All right, Tim, you're from Orange County, New York. Go ahead. You had a question. Hi, Dr. Berg. Uh, thank you again for all your work, you and Karen, both for the, her recipes. Uh, you guys have uh, helped me change my life for the better. Awesome. I appreciate Thanks. it. Um, so I recently started uh, purchasing raw milk from a farm uh, close to my home. Mm -hmm. And uh, so hard to find information on the sugar content in the raw milk. Um, and I just was wondering what, if you had any information on that as far as staying in ketosis. Good, good question. It does have uh, higher amounts of sugar than cheese, okay? So it does. Um, I like the benefits of the raw milk. There's a lot of great benefits. So I, I'm just saying maybe if you do a small amount, it might be okay. But test the waters. But I do, I mean, there's nothing better than some raw milk from a, a great farm. Way better than, I don't recommend pasteurized milk. But I think that's great, Tim. So just don't consume a lot of it um, just because it could bump you out of ketosis. And what do you think about a Jersey cow versus a different cow? <coughs> I think a lot about it. Uh, I ponder <laughs> about that all the time. And no. I just, it just crosses Tim, my mind. It goes the, on and on. Well, we, we used to go to Pennsylvania and, and get this milk. And a Jersey cow, I mean, there's so much fat from Jersey cows in yeah, that and the, milk. And, and the milk is like, it's just a cream color. It's just so much better. And the, and the fat, I mean, what I would like to do, if I could do this, yeah. Karen, yeah. is I would love to just consume the cream off of raw milk and just live on that well, I used for like to, a week. I used to make butter. Remember that? Yes. When I would make butter with yeah. that cream? But I, I mean, back to, the, back to the question that if you have milk that's that high in fat, um, what, what's the difference there with sugar, or is that acceptable? I mean, and most people aren't drinking that, but he's actually getting this milk. If it is a Jersey cow and there's that much fat in it, what there's do you benefits think? of milk, but then the higher carbohydrate amount, especially if it's sugar, will tend to slow down the ability to get into ketosis. Mm. And we and really don't know what that sugar is. Well, I can't tell you exactly, but I know it's a little what's bit. What's the, on the exact high side. amount of sugar? It's a little bit too high for the average person. <laughs> So did you have a quick question before I go on to the next caller? Who, me? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, so on YouTube, uh, Larnessa is asking a question. Is gluten-free keto-friendly? Yeah. Good question. Mm -hmm. And just because something is gluten-free doesn't really give, doesn't mean anything with the glycemic index because you take gluten-free bread and then just regular bread, it's going to have the same exact glycemic index. It's going to turn the sugar the same way. Mm. The point is that the gluten-free doesn't have certain proteins that irritate your digestive system and cause severe debilitating arthritis and autoimmune disease. But other than that, <laughs> other it'll than that. still create a problem with the spike of blood sugar. So you, honestly, you just want to avoid grains in general. Okay. okay. That answers the question for Larnessa. Okay, good. So we're going to go to Joshua. He's from or uh, Ontario, Canada. Awesome. So you've been holding for 33 minutes and 16 seconds. Go ahead, Joshua. Hey, Dr. Ray, thanks for taking my call. And yeah. uh, no problem about the wait time, not a big deal at all. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just going to tell you a little bit about my background. I have a disease called Duchenne muscular dystrophy. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. Are you? Paquito, just a tiny bit. <laughs> okay. So I stopped walking when I was 12 years old. Uh, it's a muscle weakening disease. I'm 36 years old now. Um, I'm over 300 pounds, uh, but I've been on keto for two weeks, and I'm feeling a lot better. I used to need 10 hours of sleep, and I'm getting like six and a half, and that's enough. Um, so I do a bulletproof coffee in the morning. I do a kale shake around 2 o'clock, and I have like one meal of the day around 4 o'clock, and it's uh, all organic meat and vegetables. Um I'm just wondering if you have any other advice for somebody who can't exercise at all. Mm -hmm. Also, I have a bit of a poor liver because I take uh, opiates for my pain, and I have some uh, edema in my legs and feet. Okay. 
Question is, is this an autoimmune or is it a genetic, purely a genetic thing? It's a genetic disease. My uh, DNA lacks a certain thing called dystrophin, which helps your muscles get stronger, so my muscles only get weaker over time. Okay. So I think the, I think you're right on track. I think you're doing the, the best thing you can do because, especially the intermittent fasting, the one meal a day and then make sure it's keto, I think that is the absolute best thing to do because, yeah, you can exercise, but exercise would only give you an additional 14% or 15% improvement, but intermittent fasting is and the keto and keeping your carbs down, just a good diet will give you like 80% of the results. So you're in, you're on the right track, you're feeling better, I would ride the wave, I think your inflammation is going to come down considerably and then you can take less uh, medication. So I think you're doing the right thing, Joshua, ride the wave, keep doing it, and maybe for the liver, add some certain types of, um, like dandelion green would be great for the liver, um, and stinging nettle is great for the liver and inflammation. So. I would just work towards that and keep going. I think you're doing great. Good job. So, Karen, do you have a question? Hey, I do. On Facebook, John's asking, what kind of drinks can you have between meals? And I'm going to throw in another uh, question from Ray Ray on okay. YouTube, who's saying, your veggie pills. And I don't know which ones. Maybe cruciferous yeah. he's referring mm -hmm. to. If he's taking those between meals, will that throw out ketosis? So okay. So the, he's talking about, talking about the cruciferous uh, uh, capsules, which is a blend of all the cruciferous. Um, no, that that's, does not have nearly enough calories to throw you off ketosis. So any of these supplements or um, maybe even, even the wheatgrass, you can take uh, between when you're fasting. It's not going to throw you off at all. As far as what to drink, I created a really good video on that. You can watch it. But in general... You can pretty much drink nearly anything as long as it doesn't have sugar, high fructose corn syrup. You can drink uh, certain drinks with stevia. You can do uh, naturally decaffeinated teas. You can do a little coffee. Uh, one point about coffee, and I noticed this, if you drink more than one small cup in the morning, I noticed that uh, people uh, might have a problem getting to sleep versus just a small amount, they'll go to sleep a little bit better. That's just a side note. Um, but the point is that, yeah, you can pretty much drink anything um, within reason, not tequila or anything like that. But any of the... Well, why'd you look at me when you said Well, that? because remember last night you downed the... Uh, <laughs> I did not. No, I'm just kidding. You're going, you're going down. That I'm did just not teasing. Okay. I'm being sarcastic. Okay. Okay? So we're going to go to... Adrian from Las Vegas, you had a question about the best treatment for strep throat. Go ahead. I guess I just asked your the question that you just you're going to ask. I just asked it. <laughs> That's fine. I was a little scared. Yeah, I have strep throat. I just found out Wednesday from my doctor, and they've been giving me amoxicillin. Of course, that's what they give everybody. I haven't had it in ten years. I forgot how crappy it feels. Um, I seem to feel, I think I'm feeling a whole lot weaker now that I'm taking the amoxicillin. At first it was just a cough, and now it seems like it's supposed to help, but um, okay, so, I don't know. So I'm just trying to find something that will soothe my throat from that horrible hack so I can sleep at night. Yeah. Okay. So here's, here's a, a miracle tip. Okay. You ready for this? Are you yes. ready? Are you sitting down? No. <laughs> Okay, this is what you do. And I actually created it. You should watch the video. Just search Dr. Berg and then sore throat. Okay? There's a technique. And again, I'm not making a, I'm not telling you you're going to cure this infection, but just do this and see how much better you feel. Okay? Um, I don't have my massage tool handy, but there's a tool that you can get that you can do it on yourself or you can, no, that's fine, uh, or you can get someone to do it on you which involves pressure points. So what you do is you locate where the sore throat is. Let's say it's right here, okay? And then you draw a line in the back part of your neck, okay? So right on the back right here. And you would press, now Steve, it's actually right over here by, over here, Steve. So what you do is you draw a line in the back and you press in the exact mirror image of where the sore throat <laughs> is, okay? And your sore throat will 
probably vanish within about 30 seconds to about two minutes. Thanks. So this is what it looks like, this torture, I mean this treatment device here. And it has, you want to put the wide version right in the back of the lower neck and lean back on the couch. And what will happen, on the exact back part of your scratchy throat, there'll be like some soreness. There'll be like some tightness, some soreness in the back. And you put this thing right there, or get someone to hold their fingers right there, and just hold the pressure for like two minutes. The, you'll feel a lot better in the throat. It's, it seems to kind of break up any type of tension in your neck, and it just increases the flow and circulation and inflammation, and it just goes away. Now, as far as what to drink, hot teas are good, but I don't think anything works as good as that. Okay, so watch the video, apply it, and get ready to be quite surprised how good it works. All right, good. So, Karen, you have another question? Oh, I do. I have uh, from Facebook. Kyle is asking um, about fat-soluble vitamins and taking vitamins throughout the day. And don't you need fat or foods at certain times to release those vitamins? Basically, does taking the vitamins have anything, have any, um, can you take the vitamins when you're fasting? Okay, good. I got so, that out. Just, uh, just spit little, it out, Karen. It was, it was rough. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Can you take fat-soluble vitamins when you're fasting? Absolutely, because you're not taking in any huge quantity at all. You're taking just such a small amount. You can take fat-soluble vitamins when you're fasting. Not a problem at all. The only point is this, Karen. Yeah. It does help to consume fat-soluble vitamins by consuming fat when you, at the same time. Okay. So you may wait to your first meal when you have the egg yolk or the butter or whatever and take your fat-soluble vitamins at that time, like your D3 and K2, and you'll get more absorption. There you okay. go. That's what he's asking. Okay, there you go, good. Kyle. Good. There's hey, your answer. So, Jarrett, you're from Dallas. You had a question about keto and gallbladder pain. Go ahead. Yes. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, I've been doing... The keto intermittent fasting diet, roughly on and off for about a year, and um, just recently, a couple of weeks ago, I'm also an avid cyclist. I uh, had got up, had breakfast, some eggs, and went out for a ride. And about f uh, an hour and 45 minutes into the ride, I got what I assume was a gallbladder attack. Um, this was in the morning. I initially thought I'd like pull the muscle just below my right rib cage mm -hmm. somehow on the bike, but uh, it, it sort of it got you know a little worse and a little worse and a little worse. And um, but then by the time I made it back, probably 45 minutes later, it had started to subside. And then maybe an hour after that, there was no pain at all. And then for the next week or so after that, I would just it would just be tender at random times. And so I wondered if that was related to keto or something I was eating or something I didn't eat or, you know, just if there was any correlation that that could, uh, you know, basically I need to do to avoid it. Good question. A couple questions I have for you. Um, are you, cons what kind of quantity of vegetables are you consuming or salad? Uh, I typically have a, a huge salad a day. Okay. Um, I don't know in cup size, but it's like a cake mixer bowl almost size of salad for lunch most days. Good. And then how many meals a Some day? Avocado. Okay, good. How many meals a day are you consuming? Typically three. Three, okay. And then are you consuming uh, nuts? Yes, yeah. That, um, some almonds, walnuts, um, occasionally pecans. Okay. Also, uh, you know, peanuts and seeds, but uh, I kind of separate those mentally, I guess. Right. And then do you have any right shoulder pain or neck pain on the right side? No. What was no, that? no. It, yeah. I mean, that's what kind of it made me uh, wonder. I had no shoulder pain. It was all localized to my right rib cage, just below my right rib cage. Okay. So I think, I think what I would do, if I were you, uh, Jarrett, is I would uh, eliminate the nuts. Uh, the nuts seem to aggravate the gallbladder more than anything, and see if that completely goes away. Uh, the other thing that you want to do is um, start doing intermittent fasting. 
that gives the gallbladder a chance to really uh, concentrate the bile and it's great for the gallbladder. Every time you eat, you kind of, you force the gallbladder to work harder, especially if you are eating and then working out and it could, that's, that could be where the problem is, so you might want to work out just before or not right, uh, right after you eat. So those are the things that I would do. There's a lot of videos I have on the gallbladder, which I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually release a book about it because it's so important. You can also do the acupressure to the gallbladder to get it flowing better. But that's what I would do, and I think I would continue what you're doing, but just do those two things. Thanks, Jarrett. All right, AJ, you're calling from Long Island, New York. You had a question about cardiomyopathy. Go ahead. Hi, Dr. Berg. Uh, I lost uh, like 50 pounds watching the, I mean, doing the keto and watching your videos wow. as uh, inspiration to keep going. Um, I've been doing the uh, intermittent fasting also, um, the, either the eating once a day or within the uh, four-hour period window. Mm -hmm. I, uh, a lot of times I end up with uh, heartburn, but mm -hmm. the short story is, is uh, after a few months of going to the gym and doing the keto, uh, it just felt like my heart was starting to bother me. And uh, I wanted to know if um, if there's a problem with doing keto while having dilated cardiomyopathy. I mean, I've had it since I was 25 and I'm 49. Wow. And uh, my ejection fraction is like 50, 55. So I've been functioning like uh, normal. I also eat like pretty much like the same meal, which which be egg, sausage, spinach, and an avocado. Great. Good. This is a really great question. In fact, I, I did a video, I didn't release it, um, on this one topic. Is it okay to do keto intermittent fasting if you have a heart condition? It's the exact thing that you need to do simply because keto is a low-carb diet. Um, also, intermittent fasting actually helps you lower insulin. Both of those help lower insulin. Insulin is what damages the lining of the vessels around the heart. Insulin is what depletes you of potassium to prevent, uh, that then can lead to arrhythmias. So high insulin also is the first in the chain of events for your cholesterol to start coming up and then forming a little band-aid around there. So you're doing the exact right thing, but what I would do if I were you is I would, when you work out, there's two types of workouts. One is that you're working the, all the muscles, and then the other type of workout is usually cardio, where you're doing maybe the slam ball or plyometrics or some type of high pulse rate workout, which puts a lot of stress on the heart, but not as much on the rest of the body versus like doing sit-ups, pull-ups, and things like that. I would focus on the full body muscle type workouts and maybe a little less on the actual heart muscle, simply because as you age, um, it's harder and harder to recovery and recover. And so if you're going to um, push the heart a little bit too hard when you already have a kind of a heart issue, probably not a good idea. But if you could focus on keeping the vegetables high, doing intermittent fasting, I would not worry about the high quality fats because that's not the issue. The, the issue is just um, probably just doing it long enough where the heart can then heal. Um, the other thing that you want to research is the stem cell for the heart damage that you've had for a long time. That's one of the, that's going to be very popular in the coming years and you can actually like kind of almost like regrow a new organ. So it's something that you should look into, but I think what you're doing is great, but I would probably not do as much heart workouts or cardio high pulse rate, but do workouts that involve the whole body um, using your own body weight and I think that'll help you a lot. But over time, um, your heart should be healthier and add vitamin K2 and D3 just because those two in combination help the elasticity of the heart. And I'll release the videos next week too. Thanks, AJ. All right, we're going to Karen. Go ahead, Karen. Okay, good. So I'm going to do some clump questions because we have a lot of questions on YouTube and Facebook that are all the same. So I'm going to throw this at you. Yeah. Um, so how does keto, how can you maintain weight? and build some muscle on keto. So these people that don't need to lose any more weight, braggers, go, rock on. This is awesome. 
but they they don't want to lose any more weight. Well, they let me want... answer that before you ask the next question. Okay, come okay? back. Come back. So the thing is that um, <clears throat> when you hit your ideal weight that you're you're comfortable with, you want to start and you want to maintain this. You want to just start plug keeping the workout in to the point where, let's say, you're doing heavier weights, low reps, just to keep the your muscle mass uh, as high as possible. Um, but intermittent fasting, maybe you don't want to do one meal a day. Maybe you want to stick with two meals a day and make sure the quantities of, quantities of food are quite high. And that's what I would do to maintain it, keeping it healthy. I wouldn't necessarily add the carb in there. I wouldn't add a snack in there. Right. I would do two meals a day. No, okay? no carb cycling. Negatory. Myth. No, because it's like, oh yeah, let me raise my insulin. I already have an insulin problem, and then let's bring it down. Why would you want to do that? It's, mm -hmm. it's, that's what got you into trouble in the first place. Right. That's the problem with most diets. I, mean, I wouldn't even tell people, consider this a diet. You're on a diet. No, it's, it's the food you need to eat to keep the body healthy. concept of a diet, I'm going to do it for a little while, I'm going to get a result, then I'm going to go back to how I was eating before. It's attractive because people like to cheat. I know. And it's like, oh, yeah, oh, I can do a cheat day. Oh, I'm going to go for that diet. So many diets, the South Beach, I do a protein. You Any do this diet induction, that's... and then what happens, you go into phase one and phase two and phase three, you go back to the same foods and like mm -hmm. gain the weight back. Mm -hmm. So we want to have a long-term lifestyle change, Karen. Right. Any diet that's saying you can eat good. anything you want to eat. It's just not true. In moderation. Good. What's the next question? Okay, good. You're rushing me. Yes, I am. Okay. Um, so here's a lot of questions coming in with, um, I know you're not a medical doctor, and I know you can't diagnose and you can't address any of this stuff, but a lot of questions coming in, people saying I'm on a med. Mm -hmm. um, is this going to interfere with my ketosis? Is there, am Good. I going to have a problem? Good. So in that question, it's, it's so funny because um, is the keto and intermittent going to interfere with my medication? Well, No, 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 it's the no. other way around. Is your medication going to interfere with? Yeah. Well, yes. A lot of times it is because, for example, the statins uh, are linked to high levels of insulin, insulin resistance. The diuretics will tend to deplete potassium and lead to insulin resistance. So I would just look online and see one of the side effects. If it, if it increases insulin, if it depletes your minerals, then try to find a plan B. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good. Okay, good. Next question. Oh, wow. This is exciting. Facebook, Ricardo is asking uh, 30 grams of carbs. Is yeah. that going to bump them out of ketosis? What's that magic number, Dr. Berg? 30 grams of carbs. Your, your um, window is between 20 and 50. So uh -oh. I like 30. That's a nice number. I think I would stick with 30. Okay. But don't count the vegetables in that equation. You want a lot of vegetables. And, and the reason I'm, say, I'm saying that is... Sometimes on a diet, they'll say, you can have unlimited vegetables. That's bad advice because if you, if you just say that, people are not going to eat any. If you tell them you need a lot, then they'll eat more. Versus, oh, yeah, there's no limit on vegetables. Well, that means I don't need to have any, right? Oh, I, I mean, see. So, and then I wanted to mention about our Facebook and keto and intermittent fasting. Lab. Facebook lab. Okay. Lab. So that's going really good. I mean, a lot of people are loving it. Oh, my gosh. It's going great. And... Um, I just love the people on that. That it's a lot of nice people. A lot of nice. I think keto people are nice people. I think because their blood sugars are so stabilized, <laughs> it brings I, their mood I'm up. I'm totally serious. The people in this lab are like sharing and there for each other, and they're just nice people who are, you know, applying this philosophy to their lives and feeling better and sharing what they know. I it just gives me warm fuzzies. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. You guys are great. Yeah. And also people on this show are great. I mean, you guys are so nice. I think it's the keto that makes you nice. Are you talking about me? Yeah. You've Thank been a lot nicer. You. Thank you. <laughs> so I wanted to show you, this is a little, uh, sometimes you guys have questions, and surprisingly, every almost every single question I did a video already. So yeah. if you want a summary of all the questions, uh, give a shout out, raise your hand, and then I'll give you my, my cell phone to call you back. No, just kidding. <laughs> Um, what you want to do is you want to That's nice. click down below. There's a link. You go in Messenger, and you can download this instantly when you sign up a Messenger on Facebook. But what is, what is that? What it is the summary of every single video I've done on keto and intermittent fasting. It's been a few. Okay, so 
and then you, you download this and you just click on the answers. There's so many answers to your questions. It's all right here. So on Messenger, yep. you do what? <clears throat> you just sign up and it'll, uh, it'll be an well, instant download. How do you sign up? I'm Go to the link down below. Oh, for Messenger. And There's a link. What about my YouTube? <coughs> it's, it's there too. Okay. It takes you right to um, Messenger. Okay, great. Okay. So now we've been waiting uh, for Audrey. Our, Audrey's, Audrey has been waiting for us for 24 minutes. So 24 go ahead. Hours. You're from Arizona. Go ahead. You had a question. Um, so I'm 40 years old, and um, I have a five-month-old baby that I'm nursing. Um, I, I guess I have all the signs of the insulin resistance, the prediabetes that, you know, your videos show. I've also, I had gestational diabetes when I was pregnant with her, and I've been told that I have um, a hypothyroid. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I kind of don't know where to start because I've been told that I can't lower my carbs too much and that I should not do zero sugar. Um, and so I, I don't really know where to start. And I'm, you know, I just... I kind of want to get started because I'm overweight also, and I, I just don't want to get diabetes, and um, I don't know where to start. It's yeah. confusing now. Well, this, is, this brings up a wonderful point um, that I, t I did a video on uh, women that get pregnant that get diabetes. I don't know if you saw it, but here's, here's, here's the point. Um, diabetes is a problem with high sugar, right? High sugar in the blood, uh -huh. right? That's what it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yep. then someone told you to don't stop eating sugar. Does that sound right. logical? <laughs> like, oh, I have high no, sugar. No, it, it doesn't. Right. It's totally bad advice. It's like, oh, I have a disease of high sugar. I should keep eating sugar. Like, no, you should lower the sugar in your diet. You don't need sugar. There's no essential sugars that you need. Um, you, need mm -hmm. you don't need extra sugar. And so it's false information. Your baby doesn't need extra sugar. They get enough sugar from the breast milk, uh, from lactose. So um, here's some good tips. Um, absolutely, positively, just go to my site. Under uh, Education tab, there's a little course on how to do keto. Get the basics. Uh, then get this book to fill in the details because I explain how to do it very gradually. But you're going to be totally fine by doing three meals a day, Keto, healthy foods. Whoops, I disconnected this here. You're going to be totally fine doing uh, keto foods and maybe not jump into intermittent fasting, but just do a mild version of it with three meals, no snacks. That's what you need to focus on until you're comfortable. And cut the sugar out because you are, it already gave you diabetes. So um, your solution is going to be reduce the carbohydrates. That is like the elephant in the room that's like the obvious thing that you really just need to focus on and then ignore anyone that tells you to have a lot of carbohydrates because they're basing they're just giving you bad advice so I think the problem is the source of information you're getting it is probably from someone who has not updated their information so because you get so much conflicting data and your blood sugars will do better your baby will do a lot better uh, especially with the low amounts of sugar alright thanks pick me all right. Uh, any questions? Anyone have any questions? Anyone? Oh. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Oh. Okay. Two questions. First one is Facebook. Johnny from Facebook. Okay. Um, he wants to know if he can have brown rice twice a week and if that will bump him out of ketosis. Got it. The okay. old rice question. Okay. And before I answer that question, Karen, yeah. um, before we end today, I'm going to give a countdown the seven top uh, worst diet tips of 2016. It's the big countdown. Yeah. You don't so want to miss it. Forget. Right. So stay tuned. Right. Okay. So brown rice. Um, well, it's definitely better than white rice, but it's still a starch, and it can definitely knock you out of ketosis. Now, it really depends on how much you consume. Um, if you're doing one teaspoon, probably not going to be a problem. But honestly, who eats one teaspoon of rice? Right. Exactly. So I think I would stay away from it. Now, what do I recommend as a substitute? Cauliflower rice. Mm. It tastes identical. Put the butter, well, cheese in there. Yeah. It's identical. Okay, okay. it's identical. Okay, it's good. identical. Yes, good. So now I want to go to Mohammed from Canada. Oh, well, I had two questions. Go ahead, Mohammed. Hi, Dr. Burke. How are you doing? Good, how are you? 
Good, not too bad. I just uh, want to talk a little bit about uh, my kitty journey just quickly so I know uh, you have a, t a tight time. So uh, I started keto like maybe three months ago, mm -hmm. but I was doing it wrong until I find your videos and I start following you. Okay. And I was uh, I was just fasting like 16 hours. I start with 16 hours and then I uh, eat in, when I break my fast. I eat all the bread that I want to eat, all the rice, all the carb, no wall right. that I have to eat. And I wasn't losing any weight. Like, right. uh, matter of fact, like in, in November, I weighed myself and uh, I was doing the same thing, like just 16 hours and then eat whatever I eat, like in the evening, was not watching nothing. Yeah. And I weighed myself in November and I get, like, I gain weight, actually. Wow. So that like make me uh, make me feel very bad, and I'm, I was just working so hard on it, and I work out and everything. So when I find your videos, I find a catch like what to eat because yeah. I was just eating anything. Good. And then I yeah I start, I changed my diet. I changed the way that I'm doing kilos. So I change it to 20 hours, 20 hours, and I eat one meal a day. Good. And I, I yeah, and I eat a lot of I love tuna salad. Like I make like big bowl of tuna salad and then uh, just uh, steam some uh, vegetables and and then beef like right. any kind of beef like uh, patties and whatever love it and uh, yeah so it was good with me and I was losing weight like no tomorrow like I was losing a lot of weight and that was good and then last Sunday I had some people come over to my house and I just had some like sweets you know and uh, all these treats and stuff like that I get upset about it yeah the next day obviously I mean even Sunday night I decided to do a water fast okay so uh, since Sunday night I that's my last meal that I ate Sunday night with the sweet and stuff and I stopped eating until today today's my fifth day oh. so I'm planning to break my fast on uh, Sunday Good. coming Sunday and what was your question? And I'm feeling, I'm feeling great. Like, Good. Yeah, my question is like, yeah, first, like, is my keto meal that I eat, is it right? Or right? Because I don't, I don't do any measurement. Like, I just... Yeah. Just, here's, just here's, eat, some, here's some tips um, on what to eat. Um, the first thing that I eat um, normally, to keep this simple, is I eat my greens, my salad. I eat this big salad, okay? Number one, and I'll do, if I'm going to do one meal a day, I'll do, I might do personally, nine to ten cups. I'm doing two meals, I might do five cups or seven cups, but I'll, I'll just eat a big salad. Second thing I eat is my protein, three to six ounces. Now, as you're doing intermittent fasting, your body uh, helps recycle more protein. The need for protein goes down because you're stimulating more growth hormone, which actually preserves the protein loss. And by the way, Karen, um, your body will recycle 100 to 300 grams of your own body tissue every single day. That's all your protein. So you're not wow. losing all your protein every day. You're recycling it. And when you do intermittent fasting, you recycle more. So now we did our greens. We did our protein. Now what's left? The fat. Fat is the wild variable that you want to add in there so you're satisfied to go from one meal to the next. So that varies. Sometimes I'll do more, sometimes I'll do less, uh, depending on how my body feels, but I'll do, I love pecans. I love uh, brie cheese. I might do peanut butter. I do that type of thing. So that's what I would I'd focus on. I think you're doing fine. Um, and then it's almost good that you went off the diet to, see, to show you how your body feels when you kind of eat junk because now you, like, you can differentiate. Wow, now I know that's bad for me. Um, but I think you're doing fine, and uh, I would ride the wave. All right, Karen, go ahead. You, was it, you wasn't, that, a question. wasn't that in a movie? Pecan pie. No. Pe no, it wasn't. I, I think it was. I think you're just making it up. No, I think go people ahead. who are listening are, are going to know where that's from. Okay. And you have to... Do you have a question? You have to put that here. <laughs> oh, do I have a question? Yeah, because I have sure. a lot of callers. Wait. Okay. Bossy this morning. No, I'm just wanting to get to all these questions. Okay. So, um, first of all, um, I did have a question. Okay, Linda on Facebook. She wants to know, she's just getting started. She wants to know do I do keto first and then intermittent fasting, intermittent fasting and then keto, same time? What do you do?
That's a good question. I know, right? Good. Now I'm going to go to People. Eve here. No, it's good. No, I'm just kidding. Now, what what you want to do is you Linda, want to do I'm going to get him for that one. At the same exact time, um, you want to plug in the keto, okay? And then you just want to do three meals. No snacks. That's the first action together. Then the second action is to push the breakfast further slowly to the lunch, okay? And to the point where there's no more uh, breakfast. And then now you have two meals. And then you can start squeezing those meals together gradually. So that's how I would do it if I were you. Um, yeah, good. Okay, good. All right. Hey, what's your thought on kombucha? Kombucha tea is, there's different types of kombucha. Uh, you want to read the labels. There's some with two grams of sugar and some with three, four, five, six grams of sugar if more. So if you're going to do kombucha, which I, I recommend that you do it, um, get the one with two grams of sugar. Okay? I don't think you're going to find one with less. And don't drink the whole thing. Just drink half of it. So now you're getting one gram of sugar. It's not going to be a problem because it's so low. If you drink the whole thing, it might create an issue with um, acid uh, because it's a, little, it's a lot of acid. It's like battery acid. But it de definitely is an alternative to alcohol and to um, wine at night because it calms you down. You'll actually feel like you're getting drunk, I mean relaxed, to the point where you won't need this other thing. It has the same texture as beer, but it doesn't create the negative effects. I mean, it has a very tiny bit of alcohol, but it's so small. You, you sound like you speak from experience. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's what I would do with that, and it's really good for the digestive system. But now I just remembered I forgot to answer the question of the guy from New York who asked, I think he said he ate a lot of food and he gets heartburn. If that's the case, then you need to consume um, betaine hydrochloride. Now, I have something called Digest Plus that might be good because it has apple cider vinegar and betaine hydrochloride, but you can get them separately, whatever. But you need to acidify the stomach to be able to digest the food to the point where you, you don't get that anymore. But that is, you don't want to take an, like an acid blocker or blocker, you want to take an acidifier. All right? Good. Did you have another question? I do. Thank you. I feel so special today. <laughs> okay, here on uh, Facebook we have Natasha, who is a vegan, and she wants to know... Um, she can't find much information on how to do keto as a vegan. And there are recipes coming and cookbooks coming, but... Yeah, that's something that. we're working on. I just, it's, it's just one of those things on the list that I didn't get to yet because yeah. there's some other projects. Um, so I put a video out there that I'm just going to recommend you go to. Uh, just play Dr. Berg, vegan, keto, and I actually give you some ideas of what to eat. I think that'll be better because you can get the full scoop of that. Right. Okay? Okay. And I just wanted to mention really quickly, someone also had a question I didn't get to related to sleep. So um, this is the one, I'm just going to recommend sleep aid here because this is something that, how often do I take this, Karen? Every day? Or every night? I, I take this consistently and it's, it's pretty cool because it's a formula that I use that yes. if you're having a problem... Sorry, when Harry met up? Sally, I thought it was... Karen, I'm uh, answering a question. Sorry. I'm talking Deanne. about something. Deanne, thank you. That so, sleep aid is, an, is really good. If, if, you're, if you can't get to sleep quick, you take one, within 15 minutes you're out. And that enhances the ability to uh, have energy during the day and also burn more fat. So it's just one point I want to bring up for those people that maybe you're, you're, you want a little bit more improvement. The sleep is really key and it actually works by supporting the adrenals. It's not a sleeping pill, it's an adrenal relaxer. Okay, so now we're going to go to Eve from Miami Beach. You had a question about headaches, right? Uh, no, doctor. I'm sorry. Uh, first and foremost, I love your show. I watch all your videos constantly I follow you you have no idea um, basically Thanks. here's my story long story very short I am I'm basically eating the entire bag of salad and a half of one the, the entire bag of salad is baby kale and then I have another half a bag 
of a spinach all in one sitting mm-hmm. with an, uh, followed with an avocado and a small fatty piece of protein meat, um, like smaller than the palm of my hand. And um, I'm drinking water and I'm drinking electrolytes and the energy and the way I feel. And, oh, it's just remarkable. You are a godsend. I've seen other videos on the keto diet and I've watched others the way they explain it. And to me, the way you um, explain how to do everything, it's so much healthier than any other keto uh, promoter out there on YouTube, uh, I, I refuse. I just stick with you. <clears throat> now, here's the trouble I'm having. Um, I've noticed that I, I've cut out completely uh, sugars. I've cut out completely the carbs. I haven't had anything since November 20th of last year. No alcohol, no nothing. I only drink water. Um, this is what I'm, I, I feel like after I have these big meals, and a few hours go by, I feel like my brain is kind of feeling weird, and um, I feel like I'm, I need to, I'm constantly thirsty, so I'm constantly drinking water, and I just uh, upgraded completely to um, all electrolytes. It's still the thirst doesn't stop. It doesn't quench. I'm constantly going to the bathroom. And then I said to myself, well, what could it be? I'm having zero carbs. I know you need a little bit of carbs because for every carb or something, it retains three to four times of water. So long story short, I um, stopped. I had some breaded chicken, uh, three pieces of breaded chicken. And as soon as I finished that, 10 minutes later, my heart started pounding like never, ever before. But the thirst quench went away. I mean, it was just, that's it. No more thirst after I had that chicken. I am also was diagnosed with hypertensive high blood pressure. And they put me on Lasartan, Lasartan, 25 milligrams. I feel like I don't even need that anymore because I'm so sensitive that I can feel when I don't feel right, like my blood pressure is messing with me. So I, I kind of like, it's been three days now that I do not take the Lasartan 25 milligrams because I don't feel like I need it anymore with this diet. And I am strict, strict, super strict. Can you help me out with what's yeah. going on with me? Yeah. A couple things that come up. I would go get a... Uh fasting insulin test and then what I would do is I would see if they could do a test after you eat and see how high the insulin goes. Um, When you have excessive thirst and excessive urination that's usually a blood sugar thing so even though you're doing better there could have been some blood sugar issues pre-diabetic issues that that's what's causing it so over time that will improve it. The fact that you did so much better tells me that you probably had some pretty massive uh, problems with insulin, but I think it might be still going on. So that could be why you have this thirst thing. Okay, there's other reasons as well, but that would be the most obvious thing. Um, you also mentioned that um, you ate some like breaded or carbs or I guess some breaded chicken, and that handled the, the thirst thing, which which then tells me, um, yeah, there could be a blood sugar thing involved. So that also could be coming from the side effect from the medication. I don't know. So you have several things going on. So maybe get with your doctor, have them monitor it, maybe switch the medication or whatever under their guidance, and then see if that symptoms go away because some of the side effects from medication could be causing the problem. I don't know. But those are some things that I would do and then see what happens. But get that test and see what's going on with your insulin because that could be, if it's really high, then we know you're just going to have to keep doing this a longer period of time until it actually gets a lot better. Okay? So now we're going to go to uh, California. We're Brit- uh, I think it's Britta. Go ahead, Britta. Hi, Dr. Hi. Berg. Thank you for um, taking the time. Uh, I've been listening to all the questions, and actually my original question was concerning CBD oil. Um, I've been doing keto now for about four weeks, and I'm having some success, Um, but I do have psoriasis, and now I have a second question (laughs) because somebody else mentioned about um, taking 
uh, I take privastatin and hydrochlorothiazide mm-hmm. for high blood pressure. And you mentioned to somebody else about a plan B. Um, so is that a plan B for a different diet or di- get, taking different medication? So those are my two questions. Okay. So did you say you were taking MCT oil? No, CBD oil. Oh, CBD. Um, it's, um, a, yeah, cannabis oil. A what oil? Cannabis. It's, oh, cannabis. It's cannabis. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Okay. I don't. I don't take it all the time um, because with this diet, I wasn't sure if it would interfere. And honestly, I'm, you know, really want this diet to be successful for me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Let I me give yeah. you some ideas on that. Um, doing intermittent fasting eventually is probably going to clear up your skin problem because it's going to. It gets rid of inflammation. Um, but the fact that you have high blood pressure and psoriasis. The two common denominators is the vitamin D deficiency um, because if you think about it, uh, high blood pressure uh, could be a stiffening of the arteries um, and you need vitamin D and K2 together to help that. Um, And I have a video on that. You can watch that because without vitamin K2 and D3, you can build up more soft tissue calcium in the arteries which then can keep the blood pressure high. So that's one thing I'm going to recommend. And then doing the keto and intermittent fasting together, you're going to heal the vascular system, drop insulin, and now we actually get an elasticity of the arteries because high levels of insulin is what causes not just placking but hardening of the arteries. So it's the best thing to do um, for high blood pressure is the keto and intermittent fasting. Absolutely. All right? Thanks. Okay, Henry, you're from Seattle, Washington. You had a question. Go ahead. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Uh, real quickly, I do a fasting of 16-8. Okay. <clears throat> and uh, most during my fasting, I just want to know your recommendation. I drink black coffee, and I take also therapeutic Keystone. I start eating between the hours of 2 and 3 o'clock. I'm a truck driver, and it's sometimes hard for me to to do any type of exercise because of the weather. <clears throat> and, I, and, I'll, and I do that six days a week, and then on Sunday I eat the three to four meals. My question to you, sir, what is the best meal to have uh, after I do my fasting? And I eat between the hours, uh, even though I do it 16 8, it just depends on my schedule. I, fa- I eat between the hours of 2 to 6 o'clock. Okay. And I eat a meal that usually like meat. Um, meat, uh, eggs, and um, uh, I can't think of the, the other one, um, the guacamole uh, with that. So, but I still get kind of hungry uh, sometimes after between before my fasting okay. ends. And someone said I'm not eating enough fat, but I take, I also do keto coffee with the MCT oil and Got it. Uh, cinnamon. So I just okay. I just want to like ask you what would you recommend. Okay, so this Thank is a, this brings up a good point. I would the tea I would do would be cinnamon tea through the day. I mean, to the day when you're driving, because that will actually help the blood sugars. Um, but I think what you're missing is uh, the greens. The potassium in the greens helps reduce the need for insulin, which will greatly help you. And so, yes, you're doing the protein. Adding more proteins not the solution. Adding fat might be helpful, but the greens. So, as a truck driver, you probably can't stop by at 7-Eleven and get a big kale salad. So what you could do is have your freezer in the truck freeze kale and then have water and you can blend the kale with maybe a little bit of fruit or even some of my um, lemon wheatgrass juice so you can make it a little bit sweeter and take a big shake and drink that at the meal. That is what you're missing. That will be greatly helpful to stabilize your blood sugar. So, So everyone, don't forget like the greens, because that's going to actually be a, a huge benefit. Thanks, Henry. So we're going to go to the countdown, Karen. Oh, And good. we're going to start with... I feel like we need music, background music. I think we're going to be good. Okay. <laughs> so this is the seven worst <laughs> diet tips to the test in 2016, okay? There we go. Number seven, okay? The low-fat diet. Oh. Bad, ad- bad advice. Why? Bad. Because low-fats going to make you hungry. You're going to be deprived of the fat-soluble vitamins. And by the way, Karen, 44% 
of all your cells are made out of fat. So why would you want to starve them? I'm talking about saturated fats, all the cell membrane. Okay? See that? I knew it. So number six, whole grain, healthy whole grains, right? Mm. When, you, when you give people permission to do healthy whole grains, guess what they do? Breads, pasta, them? cereal, crackers, biscuits, waffles, pancakes, Captain Crunch. Okay? And yeah. I'm not, it's Captain crazy. Captain Crunch. Yeah, they're not going to soak their grains. Part in, of a nutritious breakfast. Yeah, and, and do that. No, they're going to do like white bread and also whole bread, which whole wheat bread, which is the same glycemic index. Number five, Karen, yeah. is six small meals a day. Uh, Bad advice. Eating all the time. Nibbling, snacking. Yeah, it's based on the calorie thing. If I have small, you're going to jack up insulin. You're going to actually become a diabetic. And it's the worst advice for hypoglycemics because it'll keep you with low blood sugar. Mm. Okay, number four. Number four. Drinking more water. Okay, to lose weight, to flush the fat out. Water <laughs> does not flush your fat out. It won't. Drink when you're thirsty. I mean, they have apps right now to remind you to drink. Well, that's fine, but just don't force yourself to drink massive quantities of fluid. That's not going to help you lose weight. Uh, water does not dissolve fat. It doesn't even mix well. Okay, number three. You ready for this, Karen? I'm ready. I'm sitting. Taking a cold shower. Now, yes, it's true that a cold shower will stimulate metabolism, but getting people to do it, it's not going to be a huge idea that people are going to stick to. What, do you, what, especially what is the, in the idea? Winter. You take, how, how often are you taking Every morning. Take a cold oh, shower. Okay. Yeah, it might boost your metabolism and burn a couple more calories, but it's not a really, I mean. It's not going to matter if you're eating donuts at lunch. Yeah, and I bet you if I had everyone do it, that probably no one would want to do that anyway, especially in the winter. Okay, number two. You ready for this, Karen? Yeah. If you fidget, there was a study done, if you fidget while you're watching TV <laughs> at night, while you're eating popcorn, you'll burn an extra calorie or two and you'll lose weight. So don't just sit there, fidget, fidget. as you're sitting there on the couch eating popcorn. Mm -hmm. Okay, of course, it, of course it might lead to someone drugging you for some other reason. Or twitching, yeah. But, yeah. Okay, you ready for number one? I am. This is a big one. And there's a study on this. If you sit up tall and straight, you'll look thin. <laughs> So this is a really easy one, just sitting up tall, don't slouch, and you'll actually look thinner, and that's the weight loss advice. What if you do this? Yeah, exactly. Okay guys, thanks for watching. Next week, we're gonna do this on Wednesday at 11 o'clock. I'll send you, I'll send a video out. It's not gonna be Friday, Wednesday. All right, 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Thanks for watching, have a good weekend. See ya.